Welcome to the Random Tea Sleepy Hollow Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 13, Dark Mirror. <laughs> it is Episode 13, and I would just like to point that out for future discussion fodder. Oh, yes. So, yeah. Yes. Um, I thought this was good, except for the glaringly horrible bad makeup for think, our uh, friend, the Jersey <laughs> Devil. Other than the ridiculous monster with the purple pink hair oh god he did have pink hair you pointed that out to me and i was like oh my god I, it, other than that i think it was a very impelling compelling story yes the story it helped make up for some of the crappy budget um the research i did on this made me giggle yeah it was beautiful yeah you've got some really cool research this episode <laughs> they actually did their they did their jobs on this episode i feel like so yeah so outside of the really crappy special effects yeah and, costume and they were crappy oh my god um <laughs> their budget has to be like nothing now though yeah i really i really enjoyed this to a point where that i haven't enjoyed since late season one yeah it was fun since like the original kindred <laughs> that episode. was the beginning of season two then so oh, okay yeah yeah really i'm still pissed at them for these franklin teases though the bastards i know maybe they can't get the actor yeah because I need some Timothy Busfield back. I know you do. Um, but this was directed by uh, Sylvian White, who um, did some TV, but also I kind of thought this was this was interesting. Um, have you seen The Losers with Chris Evans? No. Okay, two things you need to see it, because it's it's actually a good movie, and Idris Elba is in it as well. Okay. But two, his Chris Evans' mom said that that is the closest to his personality that he has ever played. Oh, yeah. It's very interesting. Yes. But I, I thought it was a good movie. So so that was our director. Um, and this was written by, and these two write together a lot on Sleepy Hollow, Sam Charlson and Nelson Graves. And um, Sam Charlson did the story for Indispensable Man, the teleplay for Kali Yuga. He wrote on Deliverance. He wrote on Blood and Fear. And he wrote on Dead Men Tell No Tales. Okay. And Nelson Graves wrote on Deliverance, uh, wrote on Kali Yuga, did the teleplay, same deal, uh, wrote on Blood and Fear, and wrote on Dead Men Tell No Tales. And they were story editors on some of the other ones in season three, but I didn't put them down because that would be a lot of stuff. Sure, sure. So, yeah. So, these are two veteran Sleepy Hollow writers. All right. No wonder. It's, it felt like a veteran episode. It did. And... I did go back to the, because I, I bitched, I bitched about his makeup like the entire fucking episode. Yeah. And it I was, was like, bitch worthy. I was like, I feel like, like an episode of, of Face Off would have been like better. Okay. I used to watch Face Off religiously and it would have been a hundred times better. Yeah. That hair. Yeah. That hair. Yeah. Even when he was just, um. Himself. The dude. Yeah. That hair. The hair did not match. Because I looked him up. Yes, he's, he's super hot. He is super hot. Yeah. So, but anyway. <laughs> wow. Um. So we so we start out and with uh, feedback. Oh, oh yeah, we start out with feedback. <laughs> I wasn't gonna. I wasn't Let's, gonna go into the recap or no, anything. Oh no, I haven't had alcohol. We have. Um, I didn't feed it to you. We have uh, feedback <laughs> from last week's episode. We do. Um, from Joe and Tony. Hi, Joe and Tony. Hi, Joe and Tony. Uh, so Joni. Uh, Joni. Wow. See, <laughs> there you go. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Try again. People are like, God, I can't believe I listened to this shit on purpose. I know, right? <laughs> uh, which, congratulations, you guys barely squeaked by on our number of subscribers from last week. Yeah, I was, because we watch it. We do. We're, um, up we're to, like six more than we were last week. We're up to 1,249 subscribers across 
the board. Across all our podcasts. So. Um, so I'm going to first read uh, from Joe. Okay. Joni. Oh Joni, yeah, you're just making shit up. I am, right? I do it all the time. So uh, Joe writes in, and uh, his subject line is thoughts all over the map. <laughs> do I have to own it? Yes, I believe you do. You have to own your thoughts. <laughs> you don't have to own the map. Yeah, that's true, because we don't want you to be like Reynolds. You don't have to own the map, but you yeah. do have to own the thoughts. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, he says, ladies, do you have an address where I can send Daniel a red shirt? <laughs> I laughed for like seven years reading that. It's hilarious because I understand that reference. I do too. I, I and I have to explain because I have to. I do. It's the law. Because not everybody necessarily knows. Um, well, my mother is a uh, original first generation Trekkie. Right, right. And I was raised on Star Trek, and we're talking uh, original series Star Trek. Any time that you had an away team. It was the red shirt that died, except Scotty. Yes. Unless it was Scotty. Scotty was the only engineering member that was safe. It was the, it's the extra red shirt. Yep. And always died he on the die. team. Yeah, every time he did. D-E-D. Uh, so Joe says, there has been mention of a betrayal in this season. If Pandora is working against the hidden one, see ludicrous theory number one. I like that though. That would be my choice for it. I think the reason Pandora is worried about the loss of her power is that if it gets too low, she will not be able to hide her thoughts. Then it's death by puddle splash. Mm, I didn't mm. think about that. There's nothing like a puddle splash death. Yeah. I have watched a couple of shows that the male and female leads are romantically connected. The romantic bond created the trust and teamwork necessary to get them safely through their adventures and missions. In Sleepy Hollow, Ichabod and Abby are written so that their shared destiny as witnesses is their bond. I can agree with that. Yep, yep, yep. They are also written so that they hide deceptions periodically. <sighs> if Abby and Ichabod were together now in this storyline, it would probably be the, in quote, my love we all hate. Yeah, and this was an interesting perspective because I kind of, I was like, Okay, that makes sense. That's a good point. Because they are still, like, hiding things from each other. They, Not a lot, they do. but still. Well, this episode... Kind of kicked that in Gave the ass, me a little hope. Uh, he says, the showrunners need to raid Harlequin Enterprises for new writers and editors. <laughs> and as a child, my, my mom had Harlequin's books just lined up on the bookshelf. Shirtless pirates and whatnot on oh, the yeah. covers. Oh, yeah. I miss them. Uh, he says it is Dude, not that's what fanfic is now it is uh and, and now i i understand now i know right I get it now now you just get to pick the characters you read about i know uh it is nice to see that jenny already trusts sophie enough to protect the man she loves jenny is so progressive it's a beautiful thing and i didn't think about it no that jealousy. way but that's pretty cool there was never any jealousy about jenny sending sophie and joe in together yeah there wasn't a he's mine kind of nope. a moment mm-mm which is good because I'm all about not having catty female characters because it's it's such a stereotype. Yeah. So and I just I do, don't see Jenny being that person. Mm-mm, not at all. Um, She's like, you want his dumb ass? Especially after this episode. <laughs> uh, maybe Jenny just forgot that in the heat of the battle against the gargoyle, twice Joe sided with Sophie's idea over hers. He did. Insert as much sarcasm as you see fit. But I do like also that Joe's not just like, I'm going to side with my girl. True. 
He's like, honey, you're being unreasonable. Yeah. And he's not, yeah, he's not agreeing with Jenny just because she's Jenny. Yeah. If the writers need more drama, let Jenny catch Sophie and Joe together. Then I can send Joe a red shirt too. (laughs) If it wasn't so hilarious, I'd say it was mean. Uh... (laughs) Uh, and, and I'm reading straight from the email. Joe says, Tony, thank you. I hope I gave everyone the opportunity to smile. Also, Tony slash Zoe equals me slash Sophie. <laughs> okay. All right. So Joe is not a Joe is not a Sophie not a, fan. Not a fan of Sophie fan. That's okay. Okay. You don't have to be. I'm on the fence with her. She could die and I don't think it would terribly upset me. It wouldn't hurt me, but also like. I'm kind of jazzed to see a female character that's not, um, like, Zoe bothered me because she was so, like, (laughs) about the man. (laughs) But, like, Sophie's just, like, she's getting shit done, and she's not, I don't see her in any way romantically linked with anybody else. And I I think that's kind of refreshing. really anyone. Plus, she's a woman of color, which I think is really cool, and, you know, I, I think it's nice. Okay. So I think I'm more looking at her from what she does for the show versus her character. Which is how it should be. Yeah. Um, Joe says to Jasmine, good call on the creepy boss guy moniker and the weak monster storylines. They say the creature had one weakness, the golden scarab. While it was being shot repeatedly, did cover the scarab with its hands to protect it. It did. I have often wondered how long a scarab can live in a jar with no food. Now I know until it gets shot. Yeah. Because it's a magic scarab. Well, it was gold, so... (laughs) You know. That whole thing was bullshit. But anyway. How are they going to explain this not-so-easy clean-up demon? That's a good point. That wasn't... Because that was not a self-cleaning demon. It was not a self-cleaning demon. As most of them are. No, apparently the Jersey Devil was pretty close. Uh, Maybe they can barrow it... Barrow? Mm. (laughs) Bury it in a shallow grave. Then it can be the lead-in to next Halloween's crossover. (laughs) Oh, honey. And I was thinking the time for theories was over for this season. It's never over. Never. I could not find any indication where Ezra Mills was stationed in the Navy, so I projected it was the Far East. It's a safe bet. In season one, the John Doe episode, Janya read an item on Japanese geisha that became the Horseman of Pestilence. I do have to give a side note on that. Um, That was from X-Men. Okay. That Japanese horseman deal okay. you found that was from uh, she became one of Apocalypse, the mutants, horsemen of the apocalypse. Coming soon. Yeah. Watch for that podcast. That's why I thought that would that was interesting. Yes, we will definitely podcast Apocalypse. Hell yes, we will. Um, sorry, I got lost. I think Ezra was exposed to the series of myths and became obsessed with finding answers. He became so immersed in his quest that when he realized it, six years had passed. He came home to find everything had changed. He was too embarrassed to admit he was absent for an idea and not a reason. So he could not bring himself to try and rebuild his family. The Asian apocalypse myths are now the premise for season four. Or not. <laughs> I would like. Let's bring in another great. fucking sure. culture. Sure. sure. Why not? I'm all for it. As long as they kind of bring some horsemen back in. You know what made me think of... Um the whole Navy thing, you know who we know who used to be in the Navy? Joe was in the Marines. Michael from Agent Carter. Feedback fame. <gasps> mm. We might have to message him and be like, is this bullshit? 
because this feels like bullshit. Because the whole thing of him not being let out of the Navy to take care of his two underage daughters that were in the foster system didn't let him of fakeness. Well, okay. Didn't let, let her. Maybe let, he didn't ask. Let me finish reading Joe's email and let's okay. let's, let's discuss that. Um, because he's this Joe, and that's then he um his postscript says I wanted Randall as a punching bag, not a jousting practice dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Although that is what Captain America's punching bag resembled. And okay, Joe, you bring it in the re- Marvel references, and like I couldn't love you anymore, and I did. And now you do. And I do. I'm wearing a Captain America t-shirt. You are right this second. You are because Cap. Because and, freedom. And Joe, I do hope you're you've gone and listened to our Marvel podcasts. Yeah, because they're out there. First Avenger, Captain America, the First Avenger, it's out there. Okay, so let's let's go back to this Ezra Mills. Okay, you keep saying, and and I'm not challenging yeah. you, I'm just, what you're let. saying is the let part. Like they kept him in. I don't, re- I really don't see that happening. Okay. okay, you think he didn't even ask. I, th- I, but see, that concerns me too, because one would think that they would make him go home and take care of your kids. Because he was still married to Lori's. Because we yes. thought it was a divorce type situation. No, no. So they would know that she unless, died. Unless they're retconning it shit i don't know because that's that's a thing that happens but it bothers me yeah so i don't see them not letting him yeah because that would be like super shitty like nope i'm sorry it, and it's not even that they were with a relative they were in the foster system i think that they're um they're trying hard to retcon the abandonment yeah. and doing it poorly because right now i'm just like yeah that story sounds fake i still don't like you Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I, I, it bothers me. That one little point, the, the military thing just yeah, totally kills me. Because I really don't think the military would be that, like, I would fuck rather, you little kids. I would rather him be a deadbeat um, antique hunter or, or artifact hunter yeah. dad yeah. than, I, uh, my excuse is I was in the military. Yeah. Oh, and then when I got out, you were already done. Uh, just couldn't. That, that doesn't ma- it. It doesn't make sense, especially since he had another family, which they have not mentioned since the beginning of this season when Abby found him. Mm-hmm. He has another family. Didn't mention it at all. That I'd like you to meet them because I I would have thought Jenny would have thrown that up in his face. Yeah, be like, oh, I'm sorry, you wanted to be a dad. For, you wanted to be a dad for these kids, mm-hmm. or you know, child or whatever. Or. Or Abby would have brought it up. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. Yeah. We're sticking our tongue at each other. It's funny. Yeah. Um, so, we also have a uh, feedback from last week from Tony. Okay. Joni. I can't, I can't get over it. <laughs> you're just you're just mashing them up, man. I know, right? So, this is a... Um, her subject line is things about Sleepy Hollow that are questionable. Okay. All of it. Pretty much. <laughs> All right, Tony says. I'm extremely bothered by the fact that there are so many unanswered questions in regards to Crane being gone for nine months. Thank you for bringing that back. Yes, I still do not feel that we've adequately addressed that. We haven't. And by we, I mean the show. Uh, That damn necklace and where and how did Crane get it back? What exactly did he do for nine months while in Scotland? I didn't know he was in Scotland. We don't know that he was abroad the whole time. Well, that he was there the whole time. He might have been... I, I, well, we don't know where he was the whole nine yeah. months. We just know he wasn't in Sleepy Hollow. Um, 
What exactly did he do for nine months while in Scotland besides hitting up every alehouse? He would do that. So I'm going to put forth a theory. <gasps> Listen up, children. Let's start off by saying Ichabod picked up the Grand Grimoire as they were heading out of the building. And no, it wasn't Grace's journal because he had handed that to Abby right away after getting up. Right. Following you so far. It is possible that Crane took the Grand Grimoire with him to Scotland. And while there, he cast some sort of time traveler spell that sent him back to 1781. What if he switched places with Captain Crane and while there gives him the whole story of the 21st century and his relationship with Abby? It's not like he didn't have time to do this. Plus, this could explain why he's been so forgetful this season. What was up with him referring to himself as Professor Crane in the Kindred episode? He says this out loud when he goes upstairs to get the sheet music. I thought he was saying it ironically. Yeah, I kind of thought he was too, but time travel man, wibbly wobbly. Crane never calls himself nor refers to himself as Professor Crane. He doesn't even use Professor around Abby, so what gives? And now let's talk about that tablet that Crane probably ordered from Troll, troll Books. <laughs> and him using <laughs> that as a way to reconnect with Abby. What the fuck does Sleepy Hollow have to do with a Sumerian tablet? I've been asking myself that for Yeah, a that's, that, that, that's a pretty damn the, good what, question. The, the Sumerian tablet that has strangely disappeared. Yes. As we continue to point out. That he insists is them, and yet we're both looking at it like, we maybe seen if you it squint and you're drunk. Turn sideways? Yeah. How many alehouses did he visit? <laughs> All of them. And what's even weirder is the fact that Crane was a war captain who understood duty and honor and would never leave a soldier behind. Does the show expect us to think that Abby wasn't important enough for Crane to pick up the phone and at least call her, let alone send a text? Yes, but who was paying for his phone? He's a Freddy baby, too, though. But somehow, all it took was a tablet, and all of a sudden, he wants to see her. Shouldn't the fact that them being witnesses be enough? It's absolutely bizarre. Yes, it is. Well, also, though, the only reason she got called in when he came back was because he was detained. Right. We don't necessarily know that he was going to seek her out when he got back. Because, you know, he was ashamed well, of his okay. shitty behavior. But... They had to meet back up somehow because otherwise we'd have no show. Right. Right. That is that is a true statement. And I know that they were really trying to distance themselves from season two. Yeah. They fucked up. Yeah, they did. Okay. Um, she asks him about the haircut and he says nothing. No explanation for him being incommunicado. And I'm sorry, but him not calling her because it became a habit is bullshit. Yeah. That's not the crane we know, and we're talking about someone who is keen to Abby's emotions. Not to mention he witnessed Irving's death and was the first to say, and I quote to Abby, he died a hero, and for that we soldier on. So why didn't he do the same? How much did the timeline screw everything up? Wait, Irving didn't die, did he? He did once. He just, oh, he and then back. they fixed it with the time travel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, did, okay. he died. Okay. Once upon a time. Wibbly wobbly. Back in the day. So. So that's like, uh, I'm going to name that like the Back to the Future title. Sure. Or uh, theory. Okay. Tony's Back to the Future theory. Well, I mean, but then that, with that whole timeline screw up, then there's, that brings in back, comes back around to the whole Sophie's actually their daughter. Yeah. It could work. Which Tony is an advocate for. Yes. So it, I it wish might work. If 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 that does end up being true, which I know a lot of people are jumping on the 
Sophie is their daughter train, which is cool because it's fodder for theories. And fanfic. Yeah. If she is their daughter, they are not giving us enough clues, I think, for somebody like me. <laughs> True. Yeah. There is that. So, um, Then I've got, I got a couple more emails that Tony sent me on about the nine sacred sites I was having trouble. Because, okay, you, if you type in nine sacred sites into Google, you're screwed. Yeah. But there's a website, I think it's, I would pronounce it Bizlabub. I'm going to put it in the show notes. Because it's almost like Beelzebub. Almost, but not quite. But not quite. And it has all this information about um, these nine sacred sites. And I'm just going to, I'm going to let you guys do your own research about it. Because I don't want to take up too much. This podcast is going to run long anyway. Yeah, it will. But she talks about um, the Glatzenberry Tour of England. (gasps) The Gosek Circle of Germany, the Nebra Sky Disc of Germany, the Chicken Itza of Mexico. I've seen pictures, which that's really weird. Oh, Chichen Itza? It says Itza, I-T-Z-A. The Temple Karnak of Egypt, the New Grange of Ireland. I recommend reading the one about the winter solstice. Uh, she keeps coming back to this winter solstice cool, cool. thing that's on the site. Which all I can hear is winter soldier, but okay. Um Ancient sacred sites aligned to the winter solstice. Ancient sacred sites aligned to the autumn equinox. Esoteric. Thank you for pronouncing words for me. You're fine. Knowledge throughout time. Um, Just so you know, this is only part of some of the sacred sites listed on this page. However, I'm sure there's some more sacred sites listed. You probably just have to dig some more. Definitely recommend Beezlebub.com. Okay. I haven't had time this last week to get into it. Yeah. You had real life stuff yesterday. Because life. Um... But yeah, I'm totally going to put a link to that in our website, on our show notes. And I'll be interested words. to hear um, when we hear more about the sa- these sacred sites, because uh, the Hidden One brought that up at the end of last episode, um, and we didn't hear anything about it in 13, um, but I immediately keyed in on it, because I was texting you like, you're going to have to research this for me. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to dig some more into it. I'm not just really, this last week has been crazy. Yeah. My nephew turned 10. He did. He did. So, um, that's all the pre-feedback I have from last okay, week. Okay, that's all the pre-back? Yes, I think we can actually get into the recap now. Cool. Okay, so we start off with some jogger, and I'm like, oh, you're going to die. Um, well, two joggers, and they're running in the woods. I don't know. She was kind of being a little parkour there. She kind of was. A little bit. So, um, bit. they're running and whatever, and suddenly um, the girl gets grabbed, and she gets dragged into the woods. Poor girl. I know, right? Girl's always getting grabbed. I know. At least it wasn't a cat call. And uh, this is, well, yeah, that's true. Um, Japheth is a, uh, he's a, you know, kind and sensitive monster. He's not cat calling her. He's not a misogynist. There's that. So that's good to know. There's that. Um, and so this is when the guy uh, sees, he finds her body and um, it's not pretty. And then he gets attacked because, you know, equal opportunity. And I'm trying to figure out what show I'm watching. Was I know, I was Sleepy like, Hollow? or, or Supernatural. Supernatural. I know, exactly. And so, um, you know, they did. And then all of a sudden, the hidden one shows up. And he's like, oh, hey, bitch, I'm your master. Because he doesn't, like, recognize him at first. I know, you better recognize. Then he's like, um, excuse you, I'm your master. And then uh, the monster, like, kneels before him. And at first, he starts to, like, <laughs> and I thought, I thought it was funny because the hidden one was like, bitch, I can't understand a thing you're saying. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I haven't used my voice in a while. 
and he begs forgiveness and well alri- he speaks some really good english all of a sudden already i'm like all right i don't know what's okay. happening but okay already he's the most ridiculous monster we've seen to date that pink hair yes what the hell and those horns and the makeup and the clothes like it was all absurd so bad and i I know their budget has to be cut but come on yeah i've seen better practical because because we did better zombie makeup for halloween last year we did because like we've we talked about this with sleepy hollow because we talked about this a lot with moloch um part of why they didn't let us he's a moloch mini me he is by the way part of why we didn't get a good look at Moloch in the beginning of season one is because like they kept him far away because it and was blurry. Kind of, it was creepier that way. Mm-hmm. And so it this was. was just like this guy front and center. And it was like, wow, that's just not great. But you know, whatever, whatever. Um, so then we go to Abby who is jogging as well. And I'm like, well, this is good. Um, and she continues to have these flashes back to her time in the catacombs. And I'm just like, yeah, this continues to not this be a good situation. Not okay. And so she goes home, and of course she goes to that damn shed, and she looks at the symbol on the wall, and it's just like, well, this is good. Um, but in the house, uh, Ichabod and Joe and Jenny are making brunch, mm. and it's the cutest thing It's adorable ever. And I'm like, oh, another double date. And um, Ichabod uh, complains. It's morning after double date? Mm. No. No. Mm-mm. No. 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 Sorry, sorry. No, don't go there. Sorry. Um, and so um, Ichabod bitches about like how stuff is named. You kind of have to give it to him though. Yeah, he's like these are named for a traitor, and it's like she's like shut up. And Jenny's like, look, a mimosa. <laughs> I adore that she introduced him to a new word. Yeah, yeah, and day drinking. And day drinking. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. No. Mm-mm. Um, but before she introduces mimosas. Yeah. Is the letter. Yes. Because they find out why he's so damn cranky. Is he, because, and he's not hangry. You know, he's not hangry. And it's because that uh, his citizenship uh, application has been rejected. And they, and she's, and Abby, or Abby, Jenny's looking at the letter and she's like, bitch, you didn't show up to your interview. And he's like, I was kind of preoccupied with bringing Abby home. A little bit. And Jenny, I know, that excuse is only going to last so long. Yeah. And Jenny's like, fine, Joe has money, he'll hire you a lawyer and it'll be fine. Okay, so wait. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's talk about this. Let's have, let's have a moment here. Okay. Okay, you were like, what the fuck? Basically. Okay, but you have to remember, Nevins gave him all that bank account information but for we those never, offshore accounts. we never heard him retrieve it but apparently he has but it was set up that's true it's there the seed is there so I it's know. so unsleepy hollow like the seed was there previously for this to pop up yeah here i just didn't like that this was the first we were hearing about it in like I know, half a season i know i i agree with that but there was foundation so, i will give you that so i'm thinking that those offshore accounts hold the money from the gold that they found from last week's episode's flashback yeah because it never made because like at first we were like okay so was corbin partnered with nevins for a really long time and that was their score and we were concerned about that but now that makes sense that first taste 
yeah. taste, case, same thing. It rhymes even. Um, that gold that they found, those gold bars, the yep. sale from those gold bars is, is, the blood what's, money. is what's in that account and yeah. what they keep referring to as blood money. So the setup is there for once. Yeah. You just have to work for it. But there it is. So yeah. then we get mimosas. Then we get mimosas. And um, so, they, but then they start talking about Abby. Um, and uh, because, or well, no, this is, this is uh, when Jenny goes out to get the champagne. And this was a little scary. This was. Jenny goes, because Jenny goes to the shed. And um, she sees the thing that Abby has draped over the wall. And Abby's like, oh, hey, I was, I was here getting, getting champagne. I wasn't like worshiping a symbol on the wall or anything. Like, why would you think that, Jenny? That was awfully coincidental, though. Yeah. And so then they go and uh, they go inside and they finish breakfast. And um, this is when Ichabod and Jenny leave Abby and Joe at the table and they start kind of talking about Abby. Well, they're they're worried about her. They're worried. It's not like, you know, trash talking or anything. Um, And they're both like, she's been different ever since she came back. And they both think she's hiding something, which I'm like, duh. But they're like, you know what? Pushing her will do no good. Recognize. Yeah. Because they know. They know that that's not going to do any damn good. Um, and so this is when Abby gets a call from the FBI. Wait, wait. Let's back. Let's, okay. I, I know we're trying not to spend a whole lot of time on stuff because we have feedback and we... It's okay. We don't want to be too long, but... Okay. First of all, the extra fridge is in the shed. Yep. What? Whatever. I do know people that have beverage fridges elsewhere. Yeah, but I wouldn't keep my champagne... Okay, maybe I just go through alcohol too fast. <laughs> maybe that's maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just you and champagne because okay. you love champagne. Maybe could be. That's very dehydrating though. Yeah, because bubbles. Um, then my next question is: Did they tell Abby about the citizenship thing? Oh, because I wouldn't think so. We and and we can we're, we'll touch on this some more in feedback because I believe Jasmine hit Brought on this too. But uh, we're all seeing some witness marriage citizenship green card that was the first thing i texted you yep. was like now yep. they have to get they married. have to get married it's the rules uh so there's that and they bring up and, and like you said um they decide just to let things flow the way it's you know wait yeah let it unfold the way it's going to let her do her thing and they talk about they they discuss the 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 details of spying yes <laughs> the minutiae yeah, and because Jenny's like, uh, you know, you just described spying, just so you know. And he says to her, you never met Mrs. Washington. Ah, yes. So Mrs. Washington. Mm-hmm. I, I Martha, want, man. I want some Mrs. Washington flashbacks Fuck now. Betsy Ross. Like, let's go to Martha. Okay, but I have to say, not a single Betsy Ross mention. Thank In this entire gods. episode. Thank goodness. Not one. I'd love to see Mrs. Washington being sneaky, though. Oh, that'd be so cool be awesome um and i thought a female other than betsy ross yes because i'm all about the ladies um and one thing i thought was i thought was really cool (laughs) (laughs) you are too shut up true um and so one thing i thought was really interesting was that um we got to see abby and joe kind of goofing around they're they're so and based on like what tony saw when she came back with with was joe kind of hanging back and being awkward like this was good for me to see because now i'm like it was heartwarming now i'm like i don't know does joe have a problem with her but this this to me was like okay this is they're very it was so okay so it was brother and sister was i don't know if it was a a a roll or a croissant or what the fuck it was Mm -hmm. but he grabs oh i had dibs on this and she's like oh do you think i'm fat which i wish she hadn't gone there but yeah 
it's something that would have been said. Yeah. Um, it's so sibling-y. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, I've already mentioned my nephew's birthday party. Yes. And my brother, who is three years older than me. Yes. We're both in our 40s. Yes. Okay. He started punching my shoulder. Oh, my gosh. Mom, he's hitting me. Yeah, because it, that's what you do. And so I hit him back. Of course you did. And then I reached my finger out, but I was not touching him. You weren't him. touching I him. I was not touching him. And my mom just rolled her eyes. It was beautiful. <laughs> so it, But it felt like it that. It felt like that, yeah. Very sibling-y. And it felt organic. It didn't feel forced or anything Yeah, like right? That. So that was cool. So that was good. So Abby gets a phone call. Right. Uh, she gets a phone call because they are our, um, two antiquarian professors were killed. Da-da-da. And so this is where I'm like, uh, I think you asked me before we got to this, you were like, is she going to bring Ichabod? I try so hard to jump the gun before they show things. Yeah. Because you're like, I called it. And you called it. Because Abby and Ichabod go to the crime scene and I still don't know how she explains his presence, but whatevs. Okay. It's, they are antiquators. Mm -hmm. It's history adjacent. It is, but he has no cred with the FBI. But... I said so. I know. Because, wait, wait, wait for it. Freedom. Freedom. And so uh, it turns out like the um, the wounds aren't kind of jiving with the type of attack because they think it's an animal attack, but the wounds are too precise. And then there's like poison involved because he just knows that right away. And well, okay, there's so some suspension of disbelief in this scene. A little bit. Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and get started because... Yeah. Because. Because. Don't get it. That's why you love me. So her throat's torn out. Right. So, because there's two there. There's a man and a woman. Right. Okay. Her throat is torn out, but no no injuries on the extremities or anything. He has a rash, which uh, Ichabod immediately identifies as a bunch of words that I don't even want to pretend (laughs) to say. Lerus... Okay. Quintestriestus. Yeah, that. Sorry. Excuse me. Um, which is, if you look that up, it's the Death Stalker Scorpion. Yeah. Of course he had to put it in Latin, though, because he's a giant nerd. He really is. Um, the, But he says it as though it's a chemical. Yeah. But the Latin is the, the, the animal. Yeah, the actual animal's name. So it's the Death Stalker Scorpion. Okay, so let's discuss the Death Star Scorpion very, very quickly. Which, again, all I hear is Death Star Scorpion. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, this is a... It has this- only one weakness. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Use the force, oh, sorry. Luke. It's not Use how the force works. It's not how it works. So this is a scorpion that can be found in desert and scrubland habitats. Okay. Ranging from North Africa... To the Middle East. Really? No Americas listed here. Okay. Countries where it lives includes Algeria, Bahrain, Chad, Egypt, Ethiopia, Palestine, Israel, Libya, Mali, Niger, Somalia, Sudan, Tunisia, Iraq, Jordan, Kuwait, Lebanon, Oman, Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan, India, blah, 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 blah. But Egypt, you say? Egypt. Egypt. Interesting. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. But mostly mostly Egypt. Mostly just Egypt. But nowhere in the Americas. That's the important part. Okay. Well, okay, there's two important parts. Egypt, nothing in North America. Okay. 
let's move on. So um, Ichabod's like, uh, right away we have a famous Ichabod Crane logic leap, and he's like, these wounds are indicative of a snake, a wolf, and a scorpion. All right. Wait, what? Wait, whatever. And Abby's like, um, the blood spatter indicates that there's only one attacker. And um, Ichabod's like, I remember a rumor of an animal. And you're like, oh, God. Um, in the Jersey woods. And it was the Jersey Devil. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, do you want it now or do you want it later? Um, let's, how much do you want now and how much do you want later? Let's wait until we get to the flashbacks. Okay. I'll give you a then, signal. Then let's... Let me just say this. Okay. The Jersey Devil... Jew! Wow. How much vodka have I had? I know, right? The Jersey Devil is a legendary creature or cryptid. Yes, because some people maintain that it is real and it just hasn't been caught yet and classified. Which I... I I have to say that I study, have studied occult in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. I haven't studied cryptids. And cryptozoology. That's a whole other field of study. Oh, Cryptid yeah, is, is totally separate from occult. Yes, because they, maintain, study. because they maintain that they're real and we just don't have... Or possibly real. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a whole other field of study. It, that is true. Okay. Uh, it is said to inhabit the Pine Barrens of southern New Jersey, United States. So that's where the Jersey part came from. Yes. The creature is often described as a flying biped with hooves, but there are many variations. So that's the Jersey Devil. Okay. Okay. And I'll save the rest for later. Um, so we go to uh, Joe and Jenny. They go to Jenny's trailer and um, she finds like water pouring out of it. And apparently like some water main has, has busted. Um, and she's able to get the water shut off. And Joe's like, this is a shit ton of damage. You're going to need a lot of repair. Okay, but can we back up just a second? Because this is important to me. Sure. As they're standing outside the trailer. Yeah. Is that what we're calling it? Yeah. The mobile home. I don't know what the fuck it is. Yeah. Um, And they're talking about, you know, what's really great about Sunday after brunch. And Mm -hmm. she's, okay, she is obviously hinting at sex. Sexy times. Yes. Sexy times. Um, And Joe is being all coy about it. Because he's like, football? And it's kind of adorable. Yeah. But they are kind of cute. He mentions football, but he also mentions online gaming. He does. And I was very, very excited that that was acknowledged. He's a gamer. I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. But if he mentions it, then possibly maybe Jenny is too. Ah! You know she's playing her some um, Minecraft. Not Minecraft. What's Not the other Minecraft. one? Not Minecraft. Warcraft? Warcraft. They're making World a movie of Warcraft. about it. Yeah. She's playing her some. She's WoW. got to play her some War of Warcraft. Yeah, heck yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was important to me. I had to bring it up. I'm, I'm glad you did. Okay. And so he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, you know, your entire crap trailer could could use an uh, a renovation. Joe. And I'm like, oh, honey, don't back away. Back slowly away. Um, and he offers some of his money. And I think she makes a comment like, I thought you said it was blood money. And he was like, what if it's water money or something he, dorky he, like that? She doesn't bring it up. He does. Yeah, he brings it up. He says blood money or flood money. Flood money. That was it. Oh, oh my God, Joe. I'm like, Joe, you're such a giant Joe, dork. He's such a dork. And it made but me, I'm like, well, you fit in with all these other dorks. But between the online gaming and the flood money joke. Yeah. He just, it just endeared him to me that much more. Yes. Because I these, like Joe. These are the things I would say. Yeah. You know I would. You would. The thing is, what scares me, though, is I am Joe. Yeah. In this show. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, he's like offers up uh, his money, um, you know, to to fix this for her, which I thought was kind of sweet. And he takes it to a creepy place. Um, and so we go to the archive and. Ichabod checks the references uh, for the Jersey Devil, and they are dated back to 1777. I think they go back further, but whatever. Okay. And uh, it says that there are a dozen unexplained death deaths in the Jersey Woods. So they're maintaining that the Jersey part of the Jersey Devil is from the Jersey Woods. Which I have a problem with. Right. We'll get there. Um, I know we will. I'm just saying. Yeah. And these dozen uh, last deaths have been in the last 10 months. So these were, and they mentioned the uh, runners that we saw at the beginning of the uh, episode in the Atlantic County Park. Uh huh. So uh, Ichabod remembers the place and he looks at some maps and he's like, Ha, this is where I met Benjamin Franklin's uh, rival, Japheth Leeds. Uh huh. So before we get too deep into all that because i know like you're I'm trying to be patient you're I am. chomping at the bit i figured we could talk about our sponsor real quick that's not a bad idea it's really not so um because they just posted on instagram what did they post on instagram iron man <gasps> yay um so it's unofficial natural phantom fragrances Ooh, and we, look at you i know right and we we just love this company they're really they've been very good to us and and we think that they have an awesome range of products they absolutely do they uh they use essential oils and they make these fragrance sprays they're not perfumes no they are fragrance sprays so you're not going to be that douchey person at the office that sprays stuff Um, that somebody doesn't like it's it's aromatherapy if Mm -hmm. i can get the word out because i'm stuttering apparently uh it's it's a form of aromatherapy and they use uh a theme of fans fandoms between they have marvel they have dc they have harry uh, potter harry potter disney princesses star wars doctor who doctor who nightmare before christmas supernatural pirates of the caribbean yeah i mean like you name it they uh they even have a game of psyduck yeah they have a psyduck they have game of thrones they have the pokemon they have Jon snow yeah they do um moriarty uh from the sherlock fandom it's good for anxiety Mm -hmm. for example then there's and I and I talk about this all the time because I'm just so blown away by Dumbledore. Yeah, it smells like old books and lemon drops. Dumbledore is quite quite nice. I, it's just the cons. Big, uh, so they theme the aromatherapy, the smells to the character. Yeah. Um, if you pick up uh, Han Solo, it smells like what you would think Han would smell like. Han would smell like, which is kind of like spaceship engine oil. It's really, and not in a bad way. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. It's it's nice. I love it. What are you using right now? Um, Today I used, you, no, I used Charlie today. Charlie? That's from Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Charlie yeah. Bradbury. Yeah. I love me some Charlie. And I used Wonder Woman Friday, which that's got a little bit of, I want to say it's Rosemary Time in it along with some other stuff. And it's really good. I like the Wonder Woman too. I like yeah. all of them that oh, I have. Oh, I have like 15 of them. There's yeah, my bathroom counter is lined with them. Yeah, um, we love these things. Uh, they're they're made with all natural um, essential oils. Um, so if you have uh, skin allergy issues, like my mom does, who's yeah. allergic to neosporin, um, these would be good. And of course, they're not doctors. Yeah, um, they will work with you on a custom blend. Yes, if you need one, they uh, Joker. They have Harley Quinn. Those um, are good. They came. They actually came up with a uh, a menopause type spray, which is Storm. Yes, from X Men. Yep. Because I 
I don't want to say I. it's because of me, but I did ask them about, hey, guys, what about a menopause yeah. type? I'm getting older. So, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, menopause is, is, is a thing. And, yeah. And uh, so there's a, their Deadpool spray helps with some symptoms of, of cancer. Oh. Which is actually really pretty sweet. Yeah. It's a great movie. Check out our podcast. Yes. See what I did there? Yeah, I did. Okay. So, I mean, guys, and if you look at our show notes mm-hmm. or on our, our homepage, there is a coupon code for 10% off $5 or more. Yep. It would be Random Tea Podcast. No S. No S. Um, and like they, they start at like five, so like one bottle yeah, and you'll get 10% off, 10% off. And if you don't want to commit to a cent, they do samples mm-hmm. like under a dollar. Yeah. And it's not like sprayed on a card sample. It's, it's a, a for real, real sample. Yeah. Like one you can actually use. So guys, we love these. We wouldn't talk about them if we didn't love them. True. Um, and also, uh, something that I would like to remind folks of. And what's that? Is that they can talk to us. I love it when they talk to us. Joe and Tony and, and Jasmine. Jasmine. Yeah. Everybody. Good we stuff. love you guys. Um, so they can get us at randomtpodcasts at gmail.com. Yes, they can. Or they can get to us on Twitter at randomtcasts. Or on Tumblr at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com. And we're also now on Facebook. Yeah, we are. Face- By request. By request. Facebook.com slash randomtpodcasts. Yep, 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 yep. And you can also find me, Janya. Yep. On, um, because I had to create a personal page. To create the business to page. To create the business page, which is really weird. Facebook is weird. Um, so I am Janya Novak. Yep. And you can find me if you want to friend me because I need friends. <laughs> so badly. <laughs> Love me. Um, but Random Tea Podcasts and we're there. And if you subscribe to our uh, Twitter feed or our Tumblr. Tumblr feed and set up notifications, yeah. you know exactly when all of our podcasts will drop. Yes, you do. Because we because have more magic. Th- because that uh because we do more than just sleepy hollow god do we ever do we ever <laughs> we also uh cast for gotham uh, which just started back just up started and back. i'm so excited about it it's been super fun and then um we just wrapped up agent carter's season two i'm gonna miss her so much no that was great fun we got a lot of fun. good feedback from that but we're picking up agents of shield yep Yep. which i need to go rewatch the last episode yeah i kind of do too just to figure out what's going mavis. on mavis yeah. Is the name of it. Um, and then we also do random tea or random movies. Um, I've we had don't talk about tea. What do you Be mean? Quiet. <laughs> Sorry. Um, random movies. Which are just non-Marvel Cinematic Universe movies because then we also do Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. We just released Clue. We did. for In the random category. On the random category. Um, and... Yeah, Iron like Man 3 will be forthcoming on will the Will be forthcoming, yes. So we're up to Iron Man 3. We're trying to do them in order. Yep. Other than new releases. Right. So we got Iron Man should be coming uh, sometime soon. Whenever. Um, But I'm looking forward to Civil War. Oh, that's going to be Which, by the way, I got my Marvel Unlimited subscription straightened out. Yay. I can read Civil War again. Um, And uh, you know what I'm looking forward to, which is our very next one. Dark World. Loki 2. Loki (laughs) 2. Well, you know what I'm looking forward to? Civil War. I mean, uh, Winter Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. If anybody needs cosplay advice on Winter Soldier, yes, I'm your girl. You're your girl. <laughs> I'm, I'm my girl. Yes, you yes, are. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. All right, you ready to get back to uh, Sleepy Hollow? I am indeed. Can you tell we like Marvel? 
A lot. Okay. Anyway. Um, so we go to a flashback and right away I'm just like, Franklin. Do they do? Do they do? Franklin. I know. I wanted him so bad. But we got no Franklin. No. But we also did not get any Betsy Ross. No, we didn't. So I looked at that as a win. Um, so Ichabod's having like a little Byronic moment in the woods because he's writing stuff and you know he can he's probably all like romanticizing it in his head. Um, mm-hmm. when this guy, Japheth Leeds, shows up, um, and this is when he asks Ichabod if he's going to be another one of Benjamin Franklin's whipping boys. Okay, can the shipping queen just say, Yeah. There is so much tension between these two, they're going to have hate sex. Oh, yeah. Lots of it. Just, yeah. I got to put that out there. Yeah. Um, and so this is when Leeds is like, um, uh, he starts trash talking Benjamin Franklin because he's like, he's not really a rival because he doesn't have enough skill and blah, 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 blah. And, um, and uh, he asks Ichabod to uh, send that message to Franklin um, if he keeps bitching about his work. And so I was like, all right. Um, and this is this is when Ichabod's like, oh, um, they start talking about the lightning rod. And Leeds apparently... Well, it's the, the kite versus the lightning rod yeah, issue. Because yeah. Leeds apparently has this electrostatic inducer. And he's like, it's way superior to your kite bullshit. And um, he... Uh, he t- he tells Ichabod that he's like, baby, you picked the wrong mentor. <laughs> mentor, quote, mentor, yeah. end quote. So I thought this was a good part. Is this where I... Yes. Okay, so this is where we're going to get into the whole... Um, Rivalry business. The thing. Okay, so, wow, I am so proud of these sleep... So I'm going to take over for a little while. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I want to say that the lightning rod is attributed to Benny- Benjamin Franklin. Okay. So let's just get that out of the way. Okay. Whatever. Um, the whole Jersey Devil, Jessup Leeds, Japheth. whatever his name is, um, it just totally cracked me up. Okay. So let's start with the myth. We're going to start with the mythology. Okay. And then we're going to go to the history. Okay. Because yes, it's all there. Oh my gosh. Believe this is it great. or fucking not. Okay. <laughs> so the mythology of the Jersey Devil. Here's the story. It was said that Mother Leeds had 12 children, and after finding that she was pregnant for the 13th time, stated that this one would be the devil in 1735. That's such a mom thing to say. Be like, yep, it's the devil. I was born on the 13th. I just want to point that out. Yes, you were. And it fell on a Friday this year, and it was beautiful. Wasn't it gorgeous? Mm -hmm. Or last year? Yeah. Mother Leeds was in labor on a stormy night while her (gasps) friends gathered around her. Mother Leeds was supposedly a witch and the child's father was the devil himself. Born as a normal child, it changed to a creature with hooves, a goat's head, bat's wings, and a forked tail. Growling and screaming, it killed the midwife before flying up the chimney, circling the villages and heading towards the pines. That's a pretty advanced baby. In 1740, a clergyman exorcised the demon for a hundred years, and it was not seen again until 1890. Okay, so that's the mythology. Okay. So let's dig a little further into the mother of the Jersey Devil. Yes, I have links in the show notes, because yes, this is all out there. It's so... (laughs) Awesome. I was so excited. I'm so I, I'm so happy because you've been bitching about the lack of research I that know. you've been able to do. So this was like totally for you. So Deborah Smith, this is a real person. Okay. Deborah Smith was born in 1685. 
she married a Quaker named, what's his name? Japheth Leeds. Japheth Leeds. She had 12 children. Okay. She Ow. really, she she did. Well, yeah, yeah, whatever. They walked out at toward the end. What's that family that's on like TLC or oh, some shit? Oh, the Duggars. The Duggars. Oh, my God. I was yeah. forced to watch that show for a while. It's, <laughs> oh, my God. Don't get me started. So, she had 12 children. Well, when you're a Quaker, and back in the, you didn't, it's not like they had There was condoms. no birth control. If you wanted to have sex, you were probably going to have kids. Whatever. So, she had 12 children. Yeah. And the only important thing you really need to know is that her sixth son was named Daniel. <gasps> okay. Okay. So we're just keeping that in our back pocket. Keep for that a in sec. your back pocket. Okay. Okay. So now we're going to go to an article on a website called The Skeptical Inquirer. Oh my God, that's great. I love it. This is a uh, often cited uh, article written by Brian Regal in uh, the fall of uh, 2013. Okay. It's so the story of the Jersey Devil. It's it's become so layered in myths and variations as as myths do. Okay. Over the years, so this is the real story that he believes that the Jersey Devil came from. Um, Daniel Leeds, whether or not he is related to Mother Leeds, is unknown. But she, her sixth son was named Daniel Leeds. We're just gonna put that right there. We're just gonna put a pin in that, as they say. Daniel Leeds was a Quaker, uh, was born in 1661. He died in 1723. He uh, was, if you think about the whole, okay, if you think about the whole um, American Revolution, trying to get away from the king. Right. The king of England. Yeah. King uh, douchebag. Lord Cornberry was in charge of the part of the world that he lived in, who was, by the way, an accused crossdresser. Right on, right That's on. That's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> but uh, Lord Cornberry was more on the side of the King of England. George. Sure. Um, but And Daniel Leeds leaned that direction as well. Okay. So you've got Daniel Leeds over here, and then you've got Benjamin Franklin over there. Okay. Daniel Leeds started uh, an almanac. <gasps> Daniel Leeds began publishing in 1687. Let's just put a pin in that. Okay. Benjamin Franklin has an almanac. Of course he does. Shortly thereafter. So, Daniel Leeds has a son by the name of Titan Leeds. Which, who names their kid Titan, but whatever. What the fuck, whatever. Uh, so, Titan Leeds takes over the family business. And so, you got Joseph, mm-hmm. Daniel, and Titan. Mm-hmm. So, Titan Leeds is carrying on the, uh, the almanac. And, but... Titan Leeds has a thought one day. He thinks we're going to do something with this family crest. I don't really like it. We're going to we're going to work with it a little bit. And so this family crest has these these three little demon looking. It has wings. Right on, right and it on. Looks almost exactly like what today's Jeremy Devil, Jer- Jersey Devil, German. Yeah, no Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, Devil is purported to look like. Mm. Uh, it's interesting. Really, really quite interesting. And. So, um, they both have these almanacs being published, and so Titan and Benjamin start talking about each other in their almanacs. It, this is a thing in that actually In completely mature ways. Really, it, because Benjamin Franklin was so mature. 
so this thing this keeps going back and forth and back and forth and so um benjamin um well let's talk about what an almanac is okay an almanac uh, um, damn an almanac um predicts the weather when you should plant crops when you should harvest crops and so on and so forth yeah um i'm a big fan of almanacs yeah i'll I'll buy them every once in a while and they have other stuff they have other things in them as well yeah yeah but that's you know basically when you should plant your crops when you should harvest your crops and weather predictions we we get the weather on tv now so this was kind of your weather predictions astronomy yeah where the planets were aligned all kind of cool stuff all kinds of cool shit so i enjoy picking up almanacs now and then and and reading through them so um benjamin franklin predicted that uh mr titan Leeds was going to die on october 17th 1733 well gee was he correct about that well i don't know (laughs) because it, it came and went and titan's like dude i'm still alive look look i'm right here so ben was like nah that's not him. That's a devil. That's that's an undead. He ain't real. That ain't real. Ben starts basically shitposting. Pretty much. This is the original shitposter. Okay. And Ty's okay. like, dude, I'm right here. Ben's like, nah, man. Nah. <laughs> so like five years later, Titan actually dies. Oh my gosh. And Ben's like, well, shit, I'm glad they gave up that little pretense. Oh my God. This is, this actually happened. Damn, Benjamin Franklin. So while the myth itself isn't really tied to Daniel and his son Titan and the whole shit posting crap, um, it does kind of link together somehow. Because they pulled together the story of Japheth Leeds being the 13th kid yeah. with these other Leeds guys that Benjamin Franklin had a shit posting yeah. battle with yeah. and kind of put them into one character. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, they did. So um, it's actually... <laughs> And I've got uh, like three different leaks. Uh, leaks, links. Uh, the hoax between Titan Leeds and Benjamin Franklin. It's it's a thing that actually happened. That's so funny. Okay, it was October seventeenth, seventeen thirty three, at three twenty nine p.m. at the very instant of the conjunction of Sun and Mercury. Okay. Uh. The following years, Franklin continued to insist Leeds was dead until finally in 1738, <laughs> Leeds actually did die. Okay, you know what this made me think of? You know the meme on Tumblr where it's like, so-and-so is dead, and then you get the person that's supposedly dead is like, bitch, I'm right here, and then they can go, I can still I can hear still their hear voice. That's what made me think of that, like that's Franklin exactly going, I can still hear his is. voice, and Japheth is, or yes. Leeds is over there like, I'm alive, I'm right here. Yes. So yeah, that's exactly it. This is the first meme. So um, so yeah, there's oh all my that. God, I, this is I do great. have one other discrepancy that's that's coming up that I'll interrupt you with. Okay. But, um, so we're to to bring us back to the show. We're in the archives. Okay. And um, Ichabod is going for the almanac mm-hmm. that he just happens to have a copy of. Of course he does. That just happens to be of the correct year. Yes. So he picks it up, and then what happens? Um, <laughs> he finds a coded message, <gasps> which is ever so convenient. And, and again, okay, this what are the odds? This pissed me off because this is lazy. This is just lazy. And Sleepy Hollow, you're lazy better than it? this. Um, they the coded message. Ichabod makes a point of saying oh, it's in 
it's in uh, Franklin's secret alphabet. It's in English. Yeah, it is. It's in fucking English because I saw without looking very hard because I was like, oh, I'm going to have to go back to that when I do my rewatch. No, all I, I saw Dr. Leeds and I was like, geez, I wasn't even like studying it. And I noticed that it was English. Um, but the message says that um, Franklin says that Leeds has turned himself or has turned to alchemy and ancient magic um, because he wants to bring it back to the scientific community. And um, Leeds apparently has experimented on himself, which is a totally good idea. And he's done some shit to himself, basically. Okay, so to me, that the, the bringing up the... Okay, so we're doing Twistery. Yes. At this point. Yes, this is, t- this is Twistery. We're, beca- we're going to Twistery. And I can see where they're getting the alchemy from. Yeah. Because in order to get Jessup Leeds, whatever his name is, Mr. Leeds. Yeah. I'm just going to call him Mr. Leeds. Okay. Mr. Leeds to become the Jersey Devil. Right. You got to have some shenanigans. Alchemy is the most logical way to get him there. Yeah. And I'm okay with this. Yeah. I just did. Like, I I hate lazy stuff like, it's in the secret alphabet. It's yeah, see, that's lazy writing. Like, that this, just pisses me. And that's not even. this works. I don't even think that's lazy writing. I think that's lazy prop master set designer kind of stuff. Yeah, that's true. Because all they had to do is, I put in the script. You know what I haven't done? What? Research Benjamin's alphabet. Ooh, yeah. Because I think it was a thing. <laughs> Pretty sure that was a real thing. Um, And so we see this flashback of Leeds drinking uh, drinking this vial of something. It was vile. And he has a little, like, fit. He screams and there's pain. And then he changes into the creature that we saw earlier, the Jersey Devil. So there you go. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so this is when Ichabod and Abby have another logic leap and they're like, he's still alive. And um, they head to Atlantic County Park. Okay, for reals. Yes. Okay. Let's put this in perspective. Okay. Let's say Sleepy Hollow, and we're just going to go north to south, just as the crow flies, okay? So here's Sleepy Hollow. Okay. Pin right here. Go about hour 30 minutes south okay you're gonna have the pine barrens which is which is the actual name of the jersey woods with the jersey devil whatever right okay now go maybe an hour and 15 minutes south of that that's atlantic county that's where this park is okay so right away we're just fucking things up. i don't know what the hell why the hell he was there okay i don't know there it is all right um so they're on the way to this park and jenny calls and she's like hey it turns out that the professors that were killed had this gold mayan prayer mask and a celtic plate that was also made of gold on loan and um both were known to be vessels of the gods so we're like all right yeah there's some gold shenanigans going on um and this is when jenny goes back to her trailer um because she wants to find a reference book. Or she's going to go back to the her trailer. Right, 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 right. And so Abby and Ichabod get to the, get to the park really quickly. Um, and they find that Leeds's lab, uh, there were ruins left behind. Which is tray convenient. Way weird. And they find this old stove. And so when we come up to the set, the first thing I thought was, isn't this where the Medusa is? It looked kind of like that. It looked very much like that yeah, set. Some kind of a ruin. 
Um, which I, I was s- confused. I still, I still question how there was a ruin in North America that was stone like that that long ago for a Medusa to be there. But what? Just hey, hey, freedom. Um, and so he finds uh, a uh, what is definitely not a Franklin stove, no, but it's kind no. of like a Franklin no, stove. Not, but not, but not, but not. Um, and it's got all these um alchemical markings on them, and he finds this the fire switch. And he reaches in the flames and Abby's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, it's an illusion. And he's able to open this secret passage, which, all right, whatever. And so they um, they go down this passage and they're underground now and they're in Leeds' lab. I want one. I know. This is pretty cool. And they look around and they find like notes and references to the hidden one of all people. Crazy. Which probably is not a good sign. No, no. No. And um, this is when Ichabod is like, oh, my God, Leeds was worshiping the hidden one. Dun, dun. And you're like, oh, this is not good. No. Um, and so Abby finds um, this, like, talisman that's in the shape of her symbol. Uh-oh. And it's totally not weird at all. No. And um, Ichabod's like, oh, look at this. And she's like, so what is it? And he's like, I don't know, but it's probably evil if it's here. And I'm like, ah, Ichabod, damn it. Um, and so this is when we see Jenny drive back to her trailer, and at she, least the location. Yeah, and she finds out that Joe has gone um, overboard and bought her a big, giant, new like RV kind of a trailer. Two thousand sixteen something yeah. something. What? And he comes out of the door, and she's like, "The fuck." Yeah, because he's got this red bow, and he's like, oh, you weren't supposed to be here yet. And she's like, please tell me that's not a giant red bow, and he's clearly holding a giant red bow. And um, he's like, uh, no, this is a surprise, and Jenny's super pissed at him. Jenny's like, this was really fucking rude of you. And where's my stuff? Where's all my stuff? And he's like, oh, no, no, it's it's in the it's in the Masonic cell, and it's it's fine. And she's like, you replaced everything without asking me. He totally overstepped his bounds. And um, so this is when she's like, well, I have to go find this book. And uh, so that then they head to they head to the archives. OK, so let's just discuss the fact Joe comes out of the door of this the, this RV with a big giant red bow. Right. And drops it somewhere. I don't really even remember where. So yeah. The doors. The door of the trailer's just wide open. Open. So she's like, OK, we got to go find this book. Come on. And he runs to jump into the truck, leaving the door to the trailer wide, wide open. open. Yeah. Well, at least none of her stuff's there. Mm, that's true. Um, and so this is when Ichabod and Abby continue to linger way, 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 way too long into this uh, lab. Um, because Ichabod finds uh, Lee's research. And he notices that Abby is completely fixating on this symbol. Which, you know, Abby has no chill when it comes to this thing. No. And so she's also found this wax cylinder. Well, it's like the, the symbol has this ribbon through it. And yes. the ribbon goes through the cylinder. Yeah. Sure, whatever. And Who does that? she's like, oh, it's from a phonograph. And I'm like, of course it fucking is. Because yeah, she, because he asks her about it. And she's like, oh, it's just looking at this cylinder. Oh, the cylinder. And that like, it's attached mm-hmm. to. It's not simple at all. It's not creepy. I didn't. Uh, what? Yeah. And um, so they take even more time. And can we just say that wax just seems like a really weird medium to use for it that? It really does. And so um, they take even more time and they play it on uh, Leeds has this thing that it turns out is kind of like a weird cartoon movie it. projector. Just, just go with it. And 
it turns there's out there's no explaining it so no just, and yeah. so it starts off with this as this like little cartoon about the hidden one but then of course we move to actual video footage thank, thank god. god and um he so we finally get backstory yes on the hidden one in pandora yes after 13 episodes yep we finally get backstory yep and it turns out that pandora was one of the hidden one's servants um, and the hidden one was cast out because he's a douchebag. Um, and he was supposed to live in these okay, catacombs. Okay, wait, now wait, now wait. You're judging. Was he cast out because he was a douche? I'm assuming that because he is, is a douche. There is, there is no evidence. Or is he evidence. a douche because he was cast out? There, see, that's what I'm saying. There is no evidence that's true. that he was a douche before. Okay. But he is definitely a douche now. He's definitely a douche now. I can't okay. argue with that. Okay. But... Um, and so this is when um, we see him like pouting on his throne in the catacombs, which I don't know why they keep calling the catacombs. We finally saw like piles of bones and stuff in this episode, but that is just whatever. Just go with it. Um, and so Pandora brings him an offering and she brings him a flower because she wants him to have some joy. Okay. So what I understood from what I understood is Pandora brings offering to the gods, plural. Yes. Every day. Yes. And the hidden one was outcast and made to live below. And he's the, not happy the, about in, that. Into the catacombs of the dead. So my first thought is Hades. Hades. Yes. So, um, but she, this particular instance, brings him a flower. And all I can think of is Donkey saying, Oh, I brought that nice man some flowers. <laughs> yeah. From Shrek. Yeah. That's and in my head. that it Just, oh, he brought that nice man some flowers. Yeah. That was good stuff. Um, and so this is when um, the Hidden One tells her that he stands guard over all the evil in the world in this convenient box. Well, okay, but he says the gods, the go- and they keep talking about plural. The gods. More than two. Yes. that Because she's not a god at this point. Yeah, that they work together to get all of the evil into this box. Yep. And now he got, he was selected, not he was banished, not he yes. was made, it was not a punishment. This is his he, job. He doesn't make it sound like he was being punished. Yeah. It is now his lot that he is guarding this box of all the evil in the world. Which again kind of made me think of Hades because Hades always bitched that he got the raw deal out of the brothers because Poseidon got the sea. Zeus got the air, and he's the king of the gods. And Poseidon, or and um, Hades got, well, I guard over the underworld, and so he right. always bitched about it. But that was his job; like it wasn't a punishment. No, it was just somebody needed it was, to do it. Somebody had to do it, and Hades was what younger than Zeus. Or I think younger, I think he was the he youngest. Was the younger brother, yeah. So he got the underworld. Yeah. Um, and so he uh, he shows her the box. He like kind of magics it up, dun, dun, dun. and he shows well, it he to says, her into this box, Pandora. In case anybody missed the Pandora's box reference. Yeah. Yeah. So we're completely going against the established uh, mythology, which is she was given it by somebody else. Um, Zeus. Yeah. Zeus. And so he explains that the evil in the box is, um, again, we have to suspend his belief, filtered through his brother's golden hourglass. Well, evil is the power that his brother above siphons into... I don't even understand what the hell for. I don't either because, uh, but but again, Brother Above made purpose? me think about Zeus. Well, there's that. But th- but we only ever see the hidden one in this other brother. Yeah. And God's plural. Yeah. 
and multiple. So, he says the others. Yeah. Not never. Not my brother. It's he doesn't stick other. to the, my brother. The others. Yeah. One brother. So there's more. But than, that kind of falls into the Horus um, versus uh, not Horus Osiris versus Set. I think or whoever mm-hmm. Anu- Anubis or I don't know that whatever stuff it doesn't line up because it all we ever see is him and his brother but he keeps talking about others yeah plural yeah. so whatever um and so this is when he says that the uh the only evil this evil is the only thing that can destroy his brother which I'm sorry if I was his brother I'd be like watching the evil that could destroy me myself a little bit but whatever and so uh, Pandora and her followers, or and her fellow followers, um, they don't follow Pandora; they follow the gods. Somebody. Um, they open the box, and however, humanity betrayed the hidden one, and they locked him away. Okay, so um, Pandora opens the box. Yep. That kills the brother. I Whatever. I don't know. So um, if the hidden one was banished below. Mm-hmm. How is it that Pandora is descending the stairs to kill the brother? Don't know. Okay. None of it makes sense. Okay. Which, by the way, is in fact the set where the tree is. Yes. Yes. It was. Because um, it had the same steps. That's blooming the same flowers that she gave to the hidden one. Yeah. Whatever. Give that nice man some flowers. There you go. There you go. Um, and so this is when Ichabod uh, realizes that the uh, the two artifacts that were stolen were solid gold. And that's the key. And again, they continue to just hang out in this lab. Which I'm like, kids, run away. Well, they did stop the movie. Yeah. And Abby's like, um, okay, so Leeds is going to remake the golden hourglass. Because apparently that's just what we decided was going to happen. He talks about repropriating religions. And I'm like, yeah, y'all have been doing this entire show. Yeah, been just repropriating religions, whatever. Because so it's, it's a Mayan ceremonial uh, bowl, I think, and then a Celtic plate. Was a Celtic plate and a mask. Oh, Mayan mask. There a mask. you go. Yeah. Um, and so. And the bowl was another episode. Yeah. Oh, that was. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is when they decide that the hidden one is going to use the power of the monsters he summoned um, to use the hourglass. Sure, why not? Uh, it makes about as much sense as anything We're else. In episode 13, we got to wrap this up. Exactly. And so um, this is when Leeds comes in and he's like, hey, bitch, I thought you I bet you thought you saw the last of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does say my favorite line of the episode, which is. Did I leave the stove unlocked? Oh my gosh. I'm like, you dork. Like, this whole episode is a bunch of dorks. Um, and so Ichabod's like, um, Benjamin Franklin knew your true nature as this abomination. And <laughs> it was so funny because Leeds is like, Leeds like makes himself a drink and he starts talking about the hidden one. He is at home. And he's like, the hidden one, man, he's going to give power. To those of us who follow him, and he's gonna, um, he's gonna, uh, you know, punish everybody else, but like, I'm his follower, so I'm gonna get some good power. And he talks about like this golden age where geniuses are gonna like get all the, you know, the, all the power they richly deserved, and da 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 da. And he does make fun of Benjamin and his kindred corpses. He does. So I've decided to retitle the name of the show as Sleepy. No, we haven't forgotten about the kindred. Hollow. Hollow. Yeah. 
Because now they're just like, okay, we're going to continue to not forget about it because y'all bitched about it. <laughs> I was one of them. Yes, you were. Um, and so now if only they'd fix that headstone issue. <sighs> don't, don't, don't. I'd let it go at this point. But I no, know. the no, damn can't. headstone. You can't. Um, and so this is when uh, Leeds um, lashes out at Abby and uh, they open fire on him because Ichabod has his gun but you were like, where's the, no, where's the crossbow? I missed the, the reloaded missed the crossbow. crossbow. And uh-huh. um, of course, the bullets don't work because he's a monster. Because reasons. Um, but Ichabod does manage to stab him in the back. Um, but of course, he gets scratched by the scorpion stinger. Yeah, he gets stung. And um, so uh, Leeds recovers. He knocks Abby unconscious and Ichabod starts to collapse because he's got venom in him now, which is gross. A little bit. And um, this is this is when um, Leeds picks up this like staff thing he has, and he walks out. It's a lightning. Rod. It's the lightning rod. Yeah, call it what it is. Yeah. And so Abby wakes up, and Ichabod is not doing well, and he's like, "You have to make me an antidote." And so she she was like, "Okay." So he's telling her what to put in it, and he's got like one more ingredient, and she runs across that damn symbol again, and she like gets frozen. She's, like, entranced or some shit. Yeah, and she, like, starts, like, staring okay. at it. So, let's talk about this antidote. Okay. That she puts together. Mm-hmm. Here are the ingredients. Okay. Laudanum powder. Okay. Laudanum powder is basically an opiate. Yes, laudanum is an opiate. Okay. Magnesium sulfate. Okay. Epsom salt. For all intents and purposes, okay. it's Epsom salt. Okay. And then lyrius quintus. Okay, so the, That's that last the venom, ingredient right? is the venom. So it's an opiate, some Epsom salt, and the venom. Kids, do not try this at home. No, this is not real. Those are the ingredients to the antidote. Mm. I was like, what? You're going to give him more? Okay, so the first two ingredients, I'm I'm doing the rewatch, and I'm typing it out, and I'm looking it up as it it goes, and I'm like, okay, an opiate. All right, good. Kill the pain. Yeah, we're good. Epsom salt. (coughs) Whatever. Sure, whatever. That, like, sucks poison out you know when you, you take a bath in epsom salt it's supposed to be like a a, a detoxin or something detoxin some. that's not the right word to take the toxins yeah. out of your blood or whatever yeah whatever and then like the poison itself <laughs> and it happens to we're have gonna a give him more poison just, and no, no 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 measuring no measurings no, no nothing let's just throw it in there together it's all just it's all good whatever um and so she finally uh she finally kind of like um, between the, the dramatic commercial break. Yeah, there was a dramatic commercial break in the midst of this. And this is when Abby, or Ichabod, like, whispers her name. Her Abby. real name. Abby. Abby. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, now you need to get married. Please. Um, and so she kind of snaps out of it, and she gets the, the quote-unquote antidote together. Um, and so she, she gives it to him, and she cradles his head to her breast and she gets the symbol and she starts like kind of praying, but then she like kisses I'm his I'm like, kiss his head, kiss his head, do it. Kisses his head. And it's beautiful. It is and then this is when he, um, he, he, he wakes up. Of course he does. Because what show? Yeah. And, um, Abby's like, I'm sorry that I kind of almost fucked this up. And he's like, there's that symbol again. What's and up? He, and he's like, it's evil, Abby. And Abby's like, but I need it. So at least they're starting to talk about this. There's the beginning of a conversation here. And she's like, this is when she tells him that she saw it in the catacombs on the wall and it gave her peace and it still does. And um, 
Ichabod mentions that soldiers returning from war do what they need to carry on. So he understands. This is like a coping a mechanism for right, her. Right, right, right. Okay, so let's talk about the symbol for a second. Okay. Ichabod keeps going on about. It's, it's got, evil. It's got to be evil. It's got to be evil. Yeah. So this symbol is the one that was on the. Uh, and, and I keep getting. I'm getting further and further away from the whole Norse thing. Right. So it's the symbol that was on this structure. Yeah. And so the question is, is this the hidden one symbol or is this the brother symbol? I think it's the brother symbol. Or is it a family symbol, like a, 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 a coat of arms? I think it's the brother symbol and I think the brother helped her. I'm kind of leaning that, that, that and way. I, and I did mention this last episode is, before I knew there was a brother. Right. I thought it was another another party right. that was a good yes. entity. The problem is we have no evidence either way right um and i mean as we show as we've heard it with the norse symbol is of inheritance yeah um, the odal family of, of family inheritance and whatnot so that would make sense if they go that direction yeah but again we have no evidence leaning any of the three directions no because so, we just now found out about this brother in this episode which they don't name no of course and not. They have. We haven't seen any casting news on it. Nope. So, um, and so this is when um, Ichabod uh, is able to get the door open. He uh, uses his chemistry powers to make an explosive. Who's a subpar alchemist now? I know, right, bitch. And so this is when uh, Jenny calls them from the Masonic cell, and she's finally able to get the book that she wanted. Um, and she tells Abby about this legend from, um, about an hourglass artifact that bestows omnipotence on the user. And the first ingredient is the fire of the gods, which will transform the relics into the sands of life. Sure, whatever. Whatever. And so Abby's like, Abby kind of fills Ichabod in and Ichabod's like, oh shit, the fire of the gods is lightning and he just brought his lightning rod with a fancy name. Yeah, he got his rod. And so they're like, he's... Yeah, he did. They're like, he's going to go to the highest point. And it's like, whatever. Of course he is. And Ichabod, of course, knows where that is. Of course he does. Because Ichabod. Whatever. And Because so, we're almost three hours away from Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. And he totally knows where everything is. And so this is when uh, we go back to the hidden one. And he, uh, he is watching in his puddle vision as Leeds begins the ritual. Dun-dun-dun. And he... He has like this special Peeping Tom. I know, right? Like he's so creepy. And so he's got this you notice he had like this special slot in this bowl or whatever for his lightning I can't rod. Even. And I was just like, no, whatever. I I just you whatever. can't even. I can't. I have no even to can. So. <laughs> so this is when Ichabod and Abby show up. Okay. I do feel like I need to point out here. Okay. We have or I <laughs> let me own it. Uh I have complained about how we have scenes where daylight and then it's nighttime. Yeah, it's I mean, like we have, oh, it's like within 20 seconds, it's it's broad daylight and it's complete nighttime. Yeah, they tend to do that. This scene is twilight. It is. This is a very much in between. And now I understand why they don't film in twilight, because this was terrible. The lighting was just really bizarre. It felt I mean, I understand it's supposed to be a supernatural ish type scene. Yeah. But okay, please don't do this ever again. I apologize. We will retract our bitching. I understand. <laughs> um, and so this is when um, they show up just in time. Um, 
and they're like, oh, you can't trust the hidden one. And Leeds is like, shut up, bitch. And uh, he he puts the lightning rod thing in, and the lightning strikes. And wait, no, no, he flips a switch. He does. Like, there's I a don't, switch. I don't think that's how lightning works. It's not how the force works. But <laughs> but whatever. And so it melts down the two gold relics, and they melt and they transform into the sands sand. of life. Sure. Okay, just go with it. And this is when Abby shoots again, and it doesn't. It doesn't work. Which well, we it should, didn't work the first time. We should all know that bullets don't work. And so Ichabod, um, he's like, oh, it's, it's a parlor trick. And he's like, Baldadash. And he's bitching about it. And Abby uses it as a distraction to... Which, okay, we do do need to discuss that back during brunch they were doing, like, the nose on the spoon thing. So it's yeah. a pulp. It's the parlor yeah. trick. It was yeah. adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Abby uh, slips around and um, Ichabod says that the... Tells him again that the hidden one's going to betray him. Because he is. Because he is. Because he's a douche. And so Abby uh, grabs the lightning rod and she <laughs> just rams it through Leeds' chest. As she She do. just impales his ass on it. Much Vlad like Randall impaler. was impaled upon the hand of the ghoul that's in true. the previous episode. There, that's an interesting parallel. I did not think about that. Yeah. And so like, we get more lightning and um, he easy cleanup. But Benjamin Franklin sends his regards. Yeah, I was so dramatic. I was like, "What is this? Die Hard?" It was pretty cool. Like though. it felt kind of Die Hardy. Uh, it was very dramatic. It though. was yeah, so dramatic. Ex- it's a, it's a quick cleanup monster. It is, which it is, is good. You know, a good rain. Yeah, it'll be gone. Yeah, um, but the sands of life are nowhere to be found. Uh oh. Ruh row. And so this is <laughs> this is when um Joe's um puppy dog. I'm sorry. Hour begins. Because he brings Jenny's trailer back, and he's like, I didn't fuck it up this time. Everything's the same way. Including the screwed up pipes. Yep. And he's like, I'm sorry. Or craptastic. Is that what he called it? I think he did. And he's like, I'm sorry, uh, but my heart was in the right place. And Jenny's like, yeah, you stole my house. Basically, he did. And basically, she's like... You ha- you need to have boundaries. Like, you need to respect my boundaries. Don't touch a girl's stuff. Don't touch a girl's stuff. You do not own her. You nope. do not own her stuff. That is all true stuff. True facts, man. Don't do it. Oh, I was so pissed. But she does let him kiss her. And um, then, like, he's like, okay, we're going to... He- he's thinking they're going to have some makeup sex. And this is when she she goes inside and close- he closes the door. He deserved it. I'm, so- I'm not sorry. I know. I was like, Ha! It yeah, was great. he should not have stolen her house yeah, and tried to get. replace it with a brand new one. Yep. Okay, his heart. It was. It kind the of sentiment was, was it right. Was, it was right, but he should have, like, asked her. Yeah. Because I think he knew at that she would let, say no. At least let her pick out the curtains or some shit. Yeah. I mean, seriously, this is her home. Yeah. These are her things. He should have just not, fixed the plumbing and been done with it. He, that See, that would have been okay. Because she agreed to that. Did she? Well, she didn't did. She disagree. She didn't say no. She but didn't say I, no. I think fixing the plumbing would have been far enough. Yes, I think that would have been okay. Taking away her entire home, yeah. Rearranging all of her belongings, yeah. For her, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, you don't don't do that. Whoa. Kids. Can you imagine if somebody did that to me? Oh God, you would kill. You would like straight up murder them. Oh, you'd be bailing me out. I would, and I would. I know you would. Okay, so anyway. So this is when we go to Abby and Ichabod's house because they live together. I just she, would like to point that out again. She's so small on that I couch. know. She's so, so small. And that's S-M-O-L. S-M-O-L. Yeah, she's small. small. And um, she's got the symbol with her. And um, 
This is when Ichabod tries to sneak past her and Abby's like, yeah, right. Please talk to me, which is great because, you know, talking. Talk. Talk. We've been screaming. Talk. Yes. And so he's like, I understand what you're going through and I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge you. He tries to back off. He does. And so Abby. Give her an out is what he's doing. Yeah. Abby's like, but you almost died because I got focused on this Yeah, he did. And, um, and she she thought she could control it, but clearly, like, she's not doing great no. on that front. No. And she's like, I was lying to myself. And so she gives the symbol to Ichabod. And um, she looks at it and she Which says... Which I, I meant to say when they were back in the laboratory, mm-hmm. when she hands the, the cylinder to him mm-hmm. with the, the symbol attached, she let go of that a lot easier than I expected. Yeah, I thought there would be some kind of a... So, and then here she gives it to him. And and she says she needs his help. Mm. And I'm like, mm, get married now. Finally, they're talking and telling things to each Finally. other. Finally. Um, at least it was like two episodes instead of like two seasons. That's true. Um, so we go to uh, the, we go to the hidden one in Pandora's house with their shitty wherever they are. Um, well, it it's it, it, if it's not what do we call it? The whining cave. Yes, the whining cave. Yeah, as opposed to the wine cave. Yeah. Um, if it's not supposed to be the same location, it is at least the same set. And they are doing a poor job convincing me that it is not the same location. So. Okay, so let's just go with it's the same location. Because, so this is where the, the brother was sitting yeah. when they opened. Because he comes down from behind the tree. Yeah. With the, you know, because he, he comes down with the flower. Just like Pandora did with the box. This is where, yeah. in front of the, the Puddle Vision yes. station yes, yes, yes. Um, is where the brother was. So think about that. And then in the flashback, that tree was covered in those white flowers like yes. she gave to... Um, the hidden, hidden one. one. Right. So he comes down the stairs and he gives her the same yes. flower. Now, but the tree has no blooms on it at all. No, it's barren. And when the tree bloomed for us previous episodes, it was that purple rose looking thing. Yes, it was not those flowers. What? Uh, it's just... So maybe now it's the hidden one's tree instead of the brother's tree? Who I, ha- the brother who has no name? I don't know. The glowy brother? I don't know. I... But you see my problem. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And this is when everybody just needs to go have... handsome flowers. Everybody just needs to go have a vomit because then he's like, you're the only gift I ever needed. (sighs) And um, he then asks uh, Pandora to join him and he takes her hand and they go to the Puddle Vision together and this is when the hourglass comes out. That's my problem. See, that's where you keep hourglasses, apparently. Apparently in your puddle vision. And um, he takes it. and appara- I wasn't aware. Because now they have the sands of life. And it's in the hourglass. And he turns it over. And he's like, uh, the time has come. And the new world has arrived. And I'm like, I don't know what just fucking I happened. I don't even know what happened to the old world. Yeah, so. like, I don't, I don't know what has happened in this episode. <laughs> I, I, so, like, but overall, I think it was good. I think it's one of the better episodes we've had this half season. But it's one of those where you just, like, you can't think about it too hard. No, you can't. Or you're just, like, your brain will start melting. But you have to admit, the Jersey Devil, that it was, what they did with it was pretty cool. It was. It was very cool. Because, I mean, they used the, the, the whatever the guy's name was, research about Daniel Leeds and Titan mm-hmm. Leeds and Benjamin Franklin and how that tied back to the Jersey Devil mythology yeah that was actually pretty sweet that was pretty cool so yeah but all this all this sands of time and hourglass bullshit 
I see. I didn't even bother with that. Yeah. I went with the monster of the week stuff. Yeah. So, and that was fun. It was very fun. So yeah. So we have some post feedback. Yes, we do. Uh, from Tony. Okay. Uh, Tony writes in and says, "Hi, Queenie and Janya. Hi. Well, what can I say? I enjoyed tonight's episode immensely. Okay, good." I like the fact that we're finally finding out more about the Hidden One as well as Pandora. Shit, it's about time. Seriously. Looking forward to more action and less of the extras. I like the foursome the way it is. It's not like I dislike Sophie. It's just that all... It's just that we still don't know who was giving that asshole Jack Walters info on Abby's behavior. And you know, until Tony mentioned it, I didn't even realize we didn't have Sophie. Like, that's how little... I'm invested Yep. from a character standpoint. I was like, oh, yeah, we didn't get her at all. Okay. Nope. If you noticed, it wasn't Daniel because he seemed shocked at hearing this and Nevins wasn't even around at that point. So who's running their big mouth? Now let's talk about the Othello rune and its meaning. Basically, facing downward, it means good. But if it's inverted, it means inability to accept family as a source of happiness in one's life. Chaos on the home front. Poverty and loss of land and or wealth, as well as enslavement. Kind of like Nazis taking a symbol that actually means good fortune and well-being and using it instead as well as enslavement. Oh. Kind of like the Nazi... Wait. As the a Nazis symbol of, took oh, wait, wait, wait. Kind of like Nazis taking a symbol that actually means good fortune and well-being instead using it as a symbol of hatred. Sorry. swastika. I'm having itch- issues reading. That's okay. Uh, moving along, I am so happy that Abby told Crane everything. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it was at the expense of him almost dying. But if it got her to open up and be honest, that's what matters. I'll take it. These two are definitely made for each other. If it wasn't clear before, it is clear now. Abby is deeply in love with Ichabod. Hmm. And, and Ichabod is clearly in love with Abby, if you ask so much. Tim Mason. Um, I think he's he's more attuned to it than she is at this point. That's true. I love the fact that they've always made a point to never judge each other. Yes, they've had their stumbles, but the fact that their relationship was rooted in friendship first is why they will last. I saw a look of admiration sweep across Abby's face every time Ichabod would explain or come up with an idea. <laughs> These two are absolute magic. As far as Joe and Jenny, they're all right. <laughs> but that relationship was rushed, let's be honest. It was. Tonight, he looked and acted like he won an old-school 1980s Toys R Us shopping spree. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so true. (laughs) When he took it upon himself to replace her trailer without asking first, what troubles me about Joe is that he reminds me of all the men who want to control and make decisions for the Mill sisters, except for Crane, who has never crossed that line. Poor Abby has had her fair share of them in the past and is now dealing with one that won't take no for an answer. Thank God we didn't have to see Danny the ankle biter in tonight's episode. Bless. Lastly, oh, this last sentence that she gives us is is about the preview for next week. Okay, so we'll let's put a pin in that until the end. Yeah. Because we know some people consider that spoilers. Yeah. So let's go to Jasmine. Still no Franklin and a bunch of really weird symbols that look like astrology because there's scorpio there's leo there's cancer yeah um it's like one of those i don't know whatever uh there's a telephone cool um (laughs) still no yeah i'm you're we we feel you on the ben franklin front so uh ichabod has been rejected as a citizen because he missed his formal interview I don't know mm-hmm. about you, but I see a witness wedding on the horizon. Please. It's a little bit blurry, but I see it. <laughs> do you see it? I do see I it. I see it. 
Joe is rich? Yeah, we we talked about that. It's it's the it has to be a tie back to those accounts. Yeah, those offshore accounts. It has to. Did you guys notice that the first god was in Pandora's cave with the tree? Yes, we did see that. So some of the gods lived on Earth with humanity while the hidden was restricted to the catacombs. Yeah, but we're still only seeing two gods. Yeah. So I'm very confused about that. Uh, Tiny Abby hugging giant Ichabod to her chest. To her chest was just ugh. I know. I know. I have no, we have no words either. <sighs> when Ichabod, no, wait, wait. When Abby kissed Ichabod's head, I almost immediately thought of Janya saying, "Kiss his head from the Blood and Fear podcast." <laughs> Don't worry, Jasmine. I was saying it while we were watching. She it. was kiss his head. Kiss it. Kiss yes, it. Yes, she was. And Queenie was right about true love's kiss. It does work on anything. He woke right up. He did. He did. Not going to lie, Abby asking for help made me cry. It took her almost killing her true love for her to ask for help. Mm. And Jasmine is our tiger. Not Joy. Oh, okay. this, it's Jasmine. It's Jasmine. So, okay. Sorry about that. It's, it's It's confusing. We got confuselated. Podcasts, emails. Yeah. It's Words. confusing. So that's all of our feedback this week. Cool. So if you don't want to hear about the preview for next week, then we'll see you next time. And I'm waving at you. Yeah. So let's talk about the spoiler. <laughs> let's yeah. Talk about the preview for next week. Let's do. So Tony said, lastly, we all knew Joe would turn into a Wendigo at some point this season, and Abby should just go ahead and marry Crane. Um, I agree I, with that. We knew once Joe came back some point they were gonna have to revisit this they had to touch on it somehow yeah and it looks like in next week's episode we're gonna get that and it looks like he gets turned back against his will and like he's gonna be used as a weapon mm. against the wit the witnesses it's gonna be great i hope it's gonna be great yeah i want it to be great yeah whether it is or not well <laughs> we'll see <laughs> we shall see so that's all i have that's all I have. It's just, God, you know, I bitch, I bitched a lot about this episode, but I actually did like it. Was it was really, but like, there were a lot of problematic elements. There were, but in comparison to other episodes, yes, other than that ridiculous costume, yeah, this was really good, yeah. So, so yeah, that's all I got. All right, thank you for listening, guys. Talk to you next week.